This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. Enjoying my uh, Dunhill Shell Briar Pipe with some Country Squire uh, merry weather and, uh, and and drinking a little uh, fine whiskey uh, with with one of my best friends. So I'm doing great. Man, that merry weather has a Doesn't great. Oh my gosh, yeah, just such a sweet uh, natural blend. Uh, super Virginia's just a dash of burley. Uh, just real creamy and uh, creamy and good. You so know, good, good tobacco. We've mentioned it before, but of course, you've got this ancient smoke eater that like hangs right above where we record. And uh, and you know, for the for the quality of the audio, it's always turned off, which means while you smoke yeah. your pipe, like the smoke lingers and everything. That's right. And uh, and, and just, generally, yeah, if you're here and the smoke eater's on, it kind of gets sucked sucked away. You know, so yeah, you don't you don't get to see it linger as much. Have you had to upgrade since getting the the cigar crowd in here more? Yeah, we actually bought a whole new unit yeah so we've actually doubled our capacity with the smoke eater because it's just so uh so incredibly potent yeah as our cigar business has grown and uh you know we've had more more cigar folks come in through the years um you know we've just had to as much as i love the smell of of pipe and cigar smoke it's just uh it's just too much particularly for the neighbors uh you know we are in a kind of a old-fashioned outdoor shopping center here in in central mississippi right off the highway and so uh you know we just want to be real considerate of our of our neighbors they don't you know necessarily appreciate the uh the fine smell of uh premium pipe tobacco as much as we do so you know it's funny the lady right next door she's real sweet but you know they've got a little spa over there and a so, spa you know that well we, <laughs> we 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 call it that uh maybe generously but <laughs> so next door they'll uh you know be having massages or you know doing fingernails or you know whatever you do at a spa and i'm like you know, they're occasionally offended by our uh, by our tobacco smell, and I'm just like, well, what if we don't like the smell of your, you know, avocado water, or your, you know, cucumber Al- aloe, aloe, um, aloe, yeah. aloe vera? I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, maybe those uh, cranberry candles that you're burning over there at Christmas time just aren't, you know, aren't our favorite thing. Can you imagine a massage parlor that'll actually allow you to uh, smoke a smoke your pipe while you're getting a massage? I I think I think maybe there, it's there's a business a, model. There's that a whole needs market segment. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? No. <laughs> that's great that's great and we'll we will cease the discussion of massage parlors at, at that okay fair enough fair enough well <laughs> what we won't cease is talking about how much we really appreciate all of you who are tuning in live want to encourage you if you are tuning in live uh during the show tonight tweet at us uh, at squire radio is our handle twitter at squire radio you know we do use youtube for the actual recording process i know that youtube has kind of a a live chat function and, and one of the things that we try to do is, is is kind of have one primary place where we can kind of monitor the incoming uh, questions and comments and that sort of thing. So the best way, if you've got a comment or you want to uh, make some commentary, meme it up as people want to do, uh, Twitter is going to be the best method for that as, as that's kind of the channel that we watch. So uh, to all of those that are tuning in on YouTube, uh, feel free to tweet into us during the live show. We'll be uh, taking a look at that for uh, your commentary, questions, and otherwise. Uh, now, man, a little bit of housekeeping. we got to give a major shout out and thank you to, uh, it's Jordan Crowder. Is that correct? 
uh, yeah, yeah, Jordan. Jo- Jordan had us on, uh, or had me on his uh, his new podcast, The Gentleman's Scoff Law. Uh, this was just uh, just last week, I guess. Yeah, and then came out with the uh, episode, uh, I think, just a couple days ago. But it was great. We got to just kind of talk about uh, the nature of uh, pipe tobacco in today's world and, uh, of course, the regulation stuff that's going on, but also just kind of the, um, I-, I don't know, some, some interesting uh, tidbits and concepts about, you know, modern uh, pipe tobacco culture, uh, which you and I, of course, talk about a lot here at the shop. So, um, yeah, man, it was uh, it, it was really great. Jordan, a uh, good friend of the show, good friend of the Squire. And, uh, man, we hope to, you know, be able to collaborate with them more down the road. Uh, you know, we d- definitely recommend you check out their podcast. You can find it, of course, on uh, on iTunes or, uh, or Satchel. Absolutely. Yes. Check that out. Big thanks. Yeah, I, I tuned in, man. I enjoyed uh, listening to that one. And um, hearing, uh, hearing some of the, uh, the, the origins of the country squire. And in fact, the, the secret origins of John David Cole. So definitely check out and this podcast. If you haven't gotten a chance again, it's called the gentleman scoff law podcast. Um, man, also uh, another special thanks to, uh, Drew Causey. Did I pronounce his last name correct? You nailed it. Oh, did I really? You nailed it. Okay. Cause I've been mispronouncing it like, like <laughs> the entire history of the show, but uh, big ups to Drew. Now Drew came down for, correct me if I'm wrong, his third pipe pilgrimage. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Drew's from Kentucky and, uh, man, it was so, uh, so cool. And we were so honored to have him and his friends once a year, uh, Drew and a bunch of, uh, old friends of his, uh, get together here in Jackson, Mississippi. And, and the only significance of Jackson is because it's a, kind of a middle point for all of their uh, locations. So they've got folks in, I think, uh, Jackson like the, the center of their universe. I know, that's right. No, nobody else's, but, but theirs for some reason. So they have, uh, folks, I think in, uh, Texas and Kentucky and, uh, Louisiana, maybe Georgia. I can't, I can't remember. They're scattered all over though. And so, you know, for whatever reason, Jackson just became kind of the, the center, uh, uh, you know, for them to get together. And, uh, Drew, a longtime pipe smoker, uh, you know, a couple of years ago found our podcast and he was like, well, wait a second, that, that guy, you know, the, the country squire, that those guys are in Jackson, Mississippi. That's, that's where right. we, that's where we go. And so, uh, man, last year they, um, every year they kind of have this pastor's retreat where they, you know, come to Jackson, let their guard down. They said, uh, if you haven't rested, you're failing. Like that's the whole, <laughs> that's, that's right. the whole point of their trip is yeah. like you, you, you rest. And if you haven't rested, you have failed. And so, uh, man, it's just, just really cool to be a part of that. And so, um, man, it was great. We had probably, I don't know, maybe 10 guys come at the, at the shop that night and uh man brought us some goodies uh brought, brought us yeah, some brought okay. us some great some great treats so um you know as you mentioned our boys from kentucky here so uh hooked us up with some very special gifts uh now for me he brought me some eagle rare now i've got that on the live show so i'm kind of showing it on the camera here i'll be sure to take a picture of it uh, assuming that there'll still be some left as, as you can see i've already kind of uh I was gonna save this for a special occasion. Yeah, you know what? I thought, hey, you know, <laughs> making it through a Monday that, that's nowadays is a special occasion. Man. A special occasion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've definitely been enjoying some of this Eagle Right Man. This is my first time ever having this, uh, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, from uh, from what he told us, this is actually from Buffalo Trace, which is. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, favorite, favorite bourbons. Although now that may have changed with as much as I've been enjoying that. <laughs> it's really, really tasty. I don't know what the Eagle Rare uh, you know, retails for, but it is, it is, uh, it is righteous. Yeah, probably and, outside my, my price point. <laughs> no. Drew uh, was kind enough also to bring me a uh, bottle of uh, Russell's Reserve. Uh, it's ten year old and uh, made, I believe, at the folks at the Wild Turkey Factory. I'm not exactly oh, sure about man, yeah. uh, all the connections there, but homeboy uh, knows man, us, man. He does. 
does. He he knows us well. I, he was like, you know, I, he, you know, what can I bring you from a uh, from bourbon country? And I, you know, I was like, you know, I, you know, I like the turkey hashtag gobble gobble. So, <laughs> uh, man, it was uh, it was just really great. It was good to see uh, see you, Drew, and um, man, all all your great friends. And it was so uh, so good to reconnect with y'all. So, Absolutely. Yep. Wait, I got uh, one more gift that came in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this comes in from. It, oh, that looks like it came from like a stalker or something. Did you open that up and it had like a bunch of cutout magazine squares? Well, no. Now see, it comes from a Dale Levine. Dale Levine. Dale. Now is that that that's that character from uh, that show uh, King of the Hill, right? When I thought. In there, Dale. I think that? it's either that or that NASCAR driver. Is there one, a NASCAR? One, probably, one or the other? Dale's probably like Smith on in NASCAR. Yeah, it, it might. It might be. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so we got Dale Levine here. <laughs> um, let's see what we got here. Now, of course, this is from uh, our good friends and uh, podcasting brother uh, Brian Levine. Good friend Brian. Oh man. Okay. All right. We got we got a Disney park celebrates the release of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Now playing with a little BB-8, holding that up there for the live show right there. Look at that right there. That is so That'd cool. That's great. That's so cool. I yep. wonder. All right. So he's got a note as well. It says, uh, Bo, thought you might enjoy this. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Brian. Man, oh, what, a, what a treat, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Heck, dude. This is awesome. You're ready. You're ready for your next Comic Con. I'm wondering with as much as like Brian like lives at Disney World, I'm wondering if like he was there for the actual release. Like, like, you know, this, it says celebration, the release of Star Wars, the force awakens. Brian, were you there? I, th- I think I did see him tweeting. In he, just he, he's, ago. he's tweeting in asking uh, about John David Kardashian. So yeah. maybe we can get him to, uh, <laughs> can we never talk about John David Kardashian? Again? Yeah. We, okay. re- remember one day I do hope to have kids. All right. Awesome gift. I, you'll be seeing Brian pretty soon. I will. Yeah. I'm actually going to another announcement, going to the Chicago pipe show this week, Ow! Uh, which I'm really excited about. So Chicago, uh, of course the, uh, right around the first weekend of May every year. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'll be flying up on Thursday, the fourth and coming back, uh, on Sunday, the seventh. And, uh, just really looking forward to seeing some great friends. Um, you know, the pipe tobacco community is just so, um, it's so tight knit nowadays, you know, just as, uh, you know, our, whole uh, kind of pipe culture has, uh, you know, rallied together, uh, particularly during uh, the time of, you know, just government intervention and all that kind of stuff. So we just kind of know each other a lot, a lot better, even over the past year. And uh, man, just really excited about uh, linking up with some carvers, linking up with some, uh, some other blenders and some other retailers and, um, and, uh, and learning about some new products out there. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always a great time. Right on, man. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a blast. I wish I could be out there with everybody, but uh, I know you'll be uh, linking up uh, and, and having kind of a meetup of sorts. So uh, be sure if you are going to the Chicago Pipe Show, follow me. Follow at John David Cole on Twitter. He spells his name J O N. That's right. That's right. It's Jonathan David, but we go by John David. So did I ever tell you all the the way I forgot that name? Did, did that ever come I, out? I, was, I would just assume your parents came up with it, but uh, where did they come you up You know, with? did you know, Bo, and I, we've got one more announcement after this, but I, just as a quick aside, I went by Jonathan Cole for the first, like, like 18 years of my life. I went by Jonathan. And, and and so everyone knew me as Jonathan. Matter of fact, today, if someone calls me Jonathan, I know it's like a really old friend. That's something that just kind of comes back from the past. It's kind of funny. But I went to college. I went to Mississippi State in 2002, and I pledged a fraternity. And there were two Jonathan Coles in my fraternity. And my middle name was David, and the other guy's middle name was Wayne. And they were not going to call him John Wayne. 
Oh, yeah. He wanted them to really, really bad, but they were not going to call him John Wayne. And so they started calling me John David and it uh, and it stuck. And so, yeah, just, uh, you know, now my, you know, uh, mom calls me John David. My best friends call me John David. But I know if it's if someone calls me Jonathan, I know that's like a really old friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it goes way back. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. No, good, to, good to learn a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes of uh, John David Cole's uh, origin story. All right. So big announcement. After all that, big announcement. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for the big announcement? <laughs> John David Cole, are you ready for the big announcement? I think I'm ready. Okay, so here it is. Ladies and gentlemen. Let me drink my drink. Okay, yeah, take, take a swig. <laughs> so uh, those of you who've been tuning in for some time, and, and even in just the last couple of episodes, you've known, we've mentioned that we have a pretty big milestone on the horizon. It really is amazing when you think about it. Yeah, we are coming up on our 200th episode of Country Squire Radio. That is insane. Yep. Like, it, it is insane. I mean, I, I know, um, you know, our episodes, you know, I, we haven't sat down literally at all of them. Some of them have been a recording. Some of them have been uh, Timothy or Caleb or, you know, other folks. But but you and I virtually have gotten together 200 times and done exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, it's just wild. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been a fun journey, man. But we've got uh, we need to celebrate the fact that we are coming up on this milestone right here. And uh, you know, we we've kicked around the idea. We've we put it out to you. We've been trying to to think of what makes the most sense for us uh, to to celebrate this milestone. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think I think we've come up with something pretty good. What you got? All right, on June fifth. That is the date in which we will be recording our 200th episode. That's the first Monday in uh, June 2017. We are going to throw the party of the century <laughs> right here in the Country Squire. We're going to have a live recording of the the live show, which we, we do, right? This is live right That's now. That's right. That's right. But we are going to open the doors and actually have, it'll be limited seating, uh, but you'll be able to come in and get a seat and actually sit here as part of the live audience uh, for when we record the 200th episode, followed up by... A party. We'll have cake. We'll have uh, a little bit of uh, adult beverage, and uh, it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be exciting. So we're we got to figure out exactly the uh, how many seats we're going to have because it is going to be limited seating. With you know the the country square. I don't I don't know if uh, you know. I'm sure in the theater of their mind, this place is like this like Sprawling. huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but in fact, no. It is it is not a small mom and pop shop. But it's it's not. Yeah, a, we're, we're limited in our space. It's very limited, particularly yeah. for a live event uh, involving a podcast, where you know people kind of have to sit and uh, you know be a little more formal during a during a season. Uh, you know, we'll we'll kick it up and you know get a little more loose after that. But you know, we're gonna have to have chairs uh, arranged so people can can sit still. I'm thinking um, we can get twenty people. You think twenty? I, I think it'll be between. 15 and 20. Some, somewhere it'll in between be, It'll there. be between 15 and So here's what to do. Details are going to come out this week, so be watching on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, we'll be putting out a link, probably using Eventbrite, uh, for people to purchase their tickets. Now, if you are a club member, uh, certainly if you are at the Squire level, tickets are going to be free. So it's just a matter yeah. of you actually signing up and reserving your ticket. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have all of that uh, information. We'll also, if you're a, if you're a patron, uh, there'll also be kind of some discounts for you as well. But basically for those that are supporting the show financially, there'll be uh, discounts involved for sure. And, uh, and yeah, the rest of the information will come out this week. So uh, keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter for all of that great information. And yeah, once it, but they, they will be limited. So once they're, once they're gone, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> That's right. It, it's so exciting, though. We're looking forward to just having the opportunity to 
um, man, share share this kind of you know important moment in in our story and uh, in in the shop story, um, you know, with with you guys, even in person. So, uh, man, come one, come all. We'd love to have you. It's gonna be fun, man. Yeah. It's gonna be absolutely fun. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, that's the announcement. I've got one more. Yeah. Uh, one, one more announcement. Um, we have a new pipe club that has actually gotten <gasps> in touch with us. What? And it's a Mississippi pipe club. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know, right? Whoa. I I know. This is it. It, it it's kind of it. It's kind of awesome. I know it's, it's great. Have you have you talked to? Uh... I, I I told Briar, okay, who's the president of our local Magnolia Pipe Club. That's right. That's right. And and, and Briar was all about it. Bri- okay. Briar right. Briar was all about it. Of course, you know Briar, uh, good friend of the show, good friend of Country Squire, and um, uh, Bowser's Castle is his private blend. Of course, it's one of our house blends here at the at the shop. And um, anyway, Briar, uh, president of the Magnolia Pipe Club. I, you know, I was like, hey, Briar, we've got a a new pipe club here in Mississippi. And it is, uh, it, it's in Tupelo, and it has a name now, and it is the Southern Briar Pipe Club. And ah, uh, man, isn't that great? So, okay, man, right, there's right. a growing, uh, enthusiastic group of pipe smokers uh, up in the northeast part of our state. So you said Tupelo, Tupelo, yeah, home oh, of that's El- home of Elvis Presley. That's yeah, right. um, and so Tupelo is one of the larger. Uh, cities in in the state of Mississippi, real beautiful town. I think Northeast Mississippi is one of the prettiest parts of our state. Just real, real pretty up in that part. But um, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, they uh, standing invitation for anyone in Northeast Mississippi. If you're you know anywhere from uh, New Albany up to you know around Corinth or anywhere in that area, Starkville, uh, Oxford, you know they would love to have you. Um, it, it's the Southern Briar Pipe Club. It meets at 6 p.m. on the second Thursday of each month at Spring Street Cigars there in historic Tupelo. Yeah, now that is a And it's beautiful... a sweet shop from what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I've never been there, but I've heard it's an awesome shop. So I went there probably uh, about... Gosh, uh, probably close to about two years ago, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. For I, I was up in Tupelo. I was actually meeting another podcaster out that way, who does a, a podcast about the Flash. You know, we've got another uh, podcast called Flash TV Talk about the the CW's Flash. Yeah, but there's a uh, there's a podcast called Starkville Labs. Uh, that is about the uh, the CW's Flash, and, and one of the podcasters out that uh, out that way lives up in Tupelo. So I was visiting him, and I, I, you know, as I always do whenever I go to a new town, I always inquire as to what the the local pipe and cigar scene is. Went to that shop, and man, they, I mean, you know. It's one of these these shops. Now that one is kind of sprawling, and it's like a double layer type deal. So they got a balcony, even, and, and kind of a, a nice little club level. And uh, they've got dogs running around up in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> someone let the dogs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, <laughs> man, that is a beautiful shop. And I'll actually, uh, because of my Flash uh, podcast, I made a bet that it's looking like this week I will probably lose. And if I lose, that means I'll be making a trip to Tupelo. Oh, look at that. So I may That's actually great. be there up might there. might be a reason for you to go. Yeah. 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 So uh, so good. hopefully I'll be able to, to connect with folks. That that makes me so happy. Well, that's good. If, if you're in North Mississippi uh, and and do, you know, are a pipe enthusiast, uh, can make the trip to lovely Tupelo, uh, second Thursday of each month at 6 p.m. at Spring, Spring Street Cigars. Sounds good, man. Sounds absolutely good. All right, so uh, congrats to them for kicking off their show. Uh, and before we kick off this show, we've got to uh, give a huge shout-out to two brand-new Country Squire Radio Pipe Club members. Ta-da! All right, here we go. We got Christopher Deary. Uh, I would say it's probably Christopher Deer. Deer. At this point, you're just trying to butcher him. No, no. There's <laughs> there are three E's. No, you're right. There's a there's a E on the end of his name, but that's that's Christopher. Deer. I'm I'm saying when you got three E's involved, like there needs to be an E somewhere in there. <laughs> but Christopher, and then also we've got John Michael Fody. Fody. Right. Okay. Good. John Michael Fody. <laughs> 
that we uh, so hopefully we have welcomed you by sufficiently butchering your names. <laughs> Big ups to you guys for joining both at the Squire level. Rite of passage. Yes, yeah, yeah both both at the Squire level. Man, we're so excited to get these, and uh, of course, this is the most important way you can uh, you know be active with us to help the show go. And uh, man, we're just just honored to have you as a as a critical part of what we're doing. And uh, welcome to the welcome to the club. Absolutely. It's great. You guys are great, man. All right. So here we go. Tonight, we have got a show. We're going to be talking about a, uh, a, a pipe that has been actually requested. This actually came from a uh, pipe club member, a Country Squire Radio pipe club member. Uh, a while back, we actually asked new members, you know, what they would like to see in terms of uh, shows that we do. Yeah, some content. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so this actually came in from Steve Benetham. Uh, who wrote in saying, how about an episode that explores the, quote, dress pipe? Dunhill and Stanwell each have versions that are gorgeous, glossy black, and there are others out there as well. So Steve has asked, how about an episode dedicated to the dress pipe? I'm glad he did. I don't know what a dress pipe is. Well, I assumed it was a pipe in a dress. It's a pipe made of dresses. That's right. Oh, That's right. So, okay. So right. It's, it's particularly, uh, you know, it, it, it works great for those, uh, you know, pioneer 19th century women that like the, you know, the old... Uh, Dr. Quinn? Dr. Quinn kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works great for that. Oh, no, a, a dress pipe, obviously, um, is, is something that you uh, smoke when you're dressed up. And, uh, you know, the, the definitions obviously are, um, kind of all over the map, you know, but, but for the purposes of what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about a pipe that you would use with a tuxedo. You know, if you're, if you're going Ooh. out on the town, right. think, think James Bond, think bow tie, you know, uh, you know, black, black suit, tuxedo. So tonight we're talking about dress pipes. And, um, of course the, the classic definition of a dress pipe is the pipe that you would wear uh, or, or use while you're smoking um, and while you're wearing a tuxedo. And so think, you know, you're going to a black tie event. There's, you know, martinis and, uh, you know, soft, uh, you know, uh, jazz music in the background and uh, elegant swing dancing, maybe. And, uh, you know, you're, you're elegant out by, swing dancing. I, I'm just saying, you know, the, these things that you think of at, at, a, at a really formal black tie event, maybe uh, you're going to an, an inaugural ball or something of this nature. Um, <laughs> You're just, you're, it's your prom. That's, yeah, that's, no, no, yeah, you're going, yeah. you're going to prom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about a pipe that you would wear uh, while you wear a tuxedo. And so um, think of a black tie event. What would you wear uh, or what would you smoke while you're, while you're wearing that kind of uh, outfit in that kind of formal uh, style event? And uh, as you can imagine, this is obviously a very subjective uh, kind of, you know, topic, right? And mm -hmm. so we, we, you know, we've got, uh, you know, dress pipe. Well, you know, for, uh, we've got friends that don't even own suits, you know what I mean? Like, and then you've got people like our friend Briar that, you know, he, he's never out of a suit. And so, you know, for uh, our friend, uh, and, and local pipe carver too, you know, getting dressed up might be not wearing overalls one day. No, I've seen him in a suit. And it's kind of weird. He looks like a mob boss. I kind of need him to go back to the overall. I know it, it, it like <laughs> it's like him in a scooter suit is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of strange. And I say that with love, respect, and all fear that <laughs> is associated. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so you've got you've got that, but then you've got like Briar, who you know if Briar's going to dress up, well, you know it, black tie is not even good enough. It's going to be white tie. You know, it, he's just uh, he's going to take it to mm, the opposite extreme, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, you know it, you're going to have cufflinks and the pocket watch and all these other things and so um so so address address pipe this is on a spectrum right you know some people uh you know are gonna probably have some disagreements on this but uh, for what we're going with tonight i kind of wanted to talk about a pipe that uh, of course would be 
uh, kind of defined as a classical dress pipe uh, by, you know, just pipedom. So you think in the 20th century, uh, the dress pipe was introduced by Dunhill, and Dunhill came out with a pipe um, that was jet black. They had to stain it a whole bunch of times. Uh, these pipes had zero ornamentation at all, hmm. and and eventually, you know, wound up having just small, uh, delicate uh, bands, perhaps like only a band that had, uh, you know, sterling silver or something like that. But no, you know, no crazy designs, no ornamentation, no, uh, you know, wild stems or any any strange colors or anything. And typically, these pipes as well were also straight pipes too, and so just real uh, elegant straight pipes. Uh, simple, uh, you know, top shelf, but also not flashy. Think top shelf, but not flashy. Understated, not gaudy. Um, you know, something that you wanted to, you know, just just really pull out to express the the fact that you knew what you were doing. You right, I mean? right, right. Yeah. So, so this is not the time to pull out your church warden. No, I guess. no, no. Right. no. You, you're, <laughs> you're going to the the penguin club, see? Uh, and you're like like pull up with the limo, and uh, there's the piano playing, and then you. Go up to the lounge, you order a martini, and you uh, pull out your pipe, and you want to make sure it's nice, clean, elegant. That's the thing. You're putting it out there, but you don't necessarily want to draw too much attention to it. After all, that's yeah, you're a subdued gentleman. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So we're talking tonight about pipes that are high quality, um, generally easy to carry. Uh, very formal. Uh, so what would James Bond smoke? Let's talk about that. Mm. Um, you know, the simple, simple pipe, kind of understated. Um, confident a confident pipe so something that uh is you know um probably a a a higher end pipe something that and and something also that you know about if someone asks you you're at an event and you've uh light up your pipe around someone that barely knows anything about pipe smoking well you know you're confident about it you want to be able to tell uh the story of the brand or the carver or uh you know the tobacco and all those kinds of things um and and probably most importantly bo uh, pipes that are dress pipes for our purposes tonight are not tacky. <laughs> you no, know, no, no calabash pipes. Yeah, I mean, just probably you know, you're just gonna keep it simple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, do these pipes have to be expensive pipes? Well, traditionally, dress pipes. If you Google, you know, you know, dress briar pipe. Um, you know, you're going to come up with a bunch of Dunhills and Costellos, which we'll talk about uh, shortly. But, um, you know, these are pipes that are going to start, uh, you know, around $500 and kind of go up from there. So, um, you know, so a traditional dress pipe, uh, you know, something that uh, has, you know, got uh, just incredible briar that's been aged for a long time, maybe cured in a specific way, uh, multiple layers of black stain, glossy finish, uh, hand cut ebonite or acrylic stem. Uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna pay a lot for for pipes like that. But there are alternatives that that aren't quite as quite as um, quite as expensive. Um, what I like is that you know if you're shooting for a dress pipe, you probably want something that is um, maybe not necessarily expensive, but does have some kind of pedigree. You know what I mean? It's like if I came mm. up to you, if I came up to you at a, at a, um, you know, at a event like this and like, oh, well, you know, we're going to be kind of smug and, oh, you're a pipe smoker. I'm also a pipe smoker. No, that's, that's really nice. I see that you're smoking a Chacombe there. Well, you know, that's, that's quite a nice pipe. Yeah. You know, but you, you know, as we talk to each other that way all the time. No, yeah. uh, because you know this is how we talk to each other <laughs> right, in Jackson, right. Mississippi. But you know, it's uh, you know that that's just you know y- you want to be able to say like, oh, this is a pipe that has kind of a pedigree. It's kind of got a story. You know, 
Oh yeah, there, yeah, there, son. That's that's a pipe that I got from my daddy. That's Man, the story I right there. That, that one. I carved that out the gourd in the backyard. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> what I did right there. I used to have one of them fancy pipes, but I don't, I don't smoke those. But uh, oh, oh. That, that's right. All right. <laughs> uh, generally, also dress pipes tend to be uh, straight pipes, and so uh, you know, I think that's for a variety of reasons. Now we think about when was the dress pipe. Uh, kind of developed as a concept okay mm-hmm, this was in the mm-hmm. 50s and 60s um you know what was the average pipe of the 20th century well it was a straight pipe you know so billiard. Uh, you know it's straight uh billiard maybe an apple uh straight dublin a bulldog uh something something of this nature bent pipes uh were not nearly as popular as they are today until you know later on in the 1980s and and 90s i think in the 70s you had all these kind of danish freehand influences coming through and and then uh just as the market changed you had a lot of bent pipes that were starting to be produced and 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 nowadays you know you um a retailer like me when i order 10 pipes well eight of them have to be bent pipes and only two straight pipes because i just know the straight pipes are going to sit on the shelf it's kind of interesting kind of funny but but historically certainly during the 20th century um straight pipes were kind of the kind of the the you know that that was the main main pipe that was out there, the main pipe. With the convenience of travel, I mean, I think about if I'm wearing a tuxedo, but I'm also carrying a pipe. I mean, today, if I've got my pipe with me, I've got a whole bag associated with it, right? Yeah. But like, if if I if it's like you know back in the day where it's it's you know a little bit more um, kind of practical in terms of me carrying all my things, I would wonder if like maybe the straight pipe is easier for me to slip into my like coat pocket I or something. I think that's part of the idea, particularly with the dress pipe too. You've got something that is easy to conceal. You're going to tuck it away. Uh, maybe it's kind of slim lined and you can kind of uh, keep it, um, you know, keep it hidden easily or something until you're ready to pull it out. So um, anyway, just something to think about. I think for our purposes tonight, we'll talk about mostly straight pipes. Um, and then, and then, you know, most importantly, I think of all this, uh, uh, like we mentioned before, a simple pipe. Uh, you know, dress pipes historically are known to be uh, either black or very dark in color. So think about something that's going to be uh, kind of subdued, something that's understated. Uh, it shows quality, but also uh, is not flashy. You know, not. What's going to match your tux? Not something over the top. That's right. You, that's you don't. Right. You don't wear. Uh, you know, uh, brown shoes with a black suit. Right. Yeah. yeah it's no. the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and you also don't want the pipe to overpower. Uh, you know, your whole ensemble as well. Now, I'm talking like as if I know something about fashion. I obviously don't. But, you know, when you think about it just practically, it's like, you, you know, you're, you're already make a, making a statement. You're wearing a tuxedo. You're already making another statement. You're you're smoking a pipe. Right. Like, you, you don't necessarily need to pull out, like, you know, th- this, you know, crazy, gaudy, you know, like a Meerschaum or something. I mean, I, I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine, like, just any, you know, again, I'm thinking about, like, that classic, you know, kind of uh, the the dance club of, of the of the 60s. I guess in my mind, I'm actually envisioning, like, the 20s to some extent in terms of, like, some of these, yeah. like, club settings and everything, No, absolutely, right? yeah. And so you had, like, the roaring 20s and the flappers and, uh, and, and you know, the club was very lively, but yet everybody was dressed <laughs> as if they were, like, going to, you know, a wedding or something of that nature. And so, um, but, but even, even still kind of carrying it through, it, it is a little, like, bizarre. I mean, you know, 
you think about some of those Meerschaum pipes with like the, the giant Sultan heads and everything yeah, else, yeah. like to try to like do that, like, Oh, you're just hoping to sit down after all this dancing and drink some of my champagne and whip out this massive, you know, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this like monument of this person. That's right? exactly yeah. right. You know, it's, it's some, it just doesn't speak, uh, you know, understated that I think that's the kind of the opposite. Right, of that. Right, right. So, um, anyway, a few options for dress pipes. I just wanted to kind of tote out for our listeners to, uh, keep in mind and think about and we you know we'd love to hear you know obviously these are just my ideas of what a dress pipe is and uh, you might think you might uh, you know be like man a dress pipe is just the pipe I smoke when I am not wearing overalls you know so when I'm not dressed be, yeah or when I'm not dressed yeah it's like the opposite of that so <laughs> um, which is kind of terrifying but you know so that that might be your uh, you, you know your uh, Missouri Meerschaum for instance or, or whatever but um, but anyway uh, for our purposes tonight a dress pipe is going to kind of follow some of these uh, some of these tenants and just a few I wanted to mention of course the yeah. Dunhill dress pipe uh, is what we have to have to mention first um, you know Dunhill dress pipes they're kind of the you know obviously they blaze this trail uh, they'll be anywhere from five hundred dollars to eight hundred dollars brand new um, you know and it, it's funny because you would think with a pipe that has been stained so black that you can't even see the grain mm. you would think that like well, if the grain isn't visible, then that would make it a cheaper pipe. And probably that would be the case with any brand other than Dunhill. <laughs> but with Dunhill, you know, it's like this, uh, you've, you, you know, it's just, this is a name. And, oh, well, it, and then it's the dress pipe. So, you know, is the pipe better than, you know, a, a hand-carved, uh, you know, Scott Teeley or something? No, it's not. Or, you know, hand-carved... Uh, you know, uh, pick your favorite carver. Sure. Uh, you know, and and it, you know, it's probably not, but you know, it's a Dunhill, and so you're going to pay a little more for that. They're more limited, and um, you know, it's just the nature of it. Well, so, I mean, you're you're talking about you get into fashion, which is you know yeah. extremely. I mean, you mentioned it before, extremely subjective. Yeah, it's just subjective. And like you know, people will pay. I mean, it's the exact same cloth, the exact same material, but then it has a a designer name on it. That's right. Now, I mean, obviously, this serves a function, an actual function, which. You know, ar- arguably speaking, some some things in the fashion world do not serve nearly as important a function. But even still, like yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. That's right. Um, so so anyway, the Dunhill dress pipe, but we have to mention it. Uh, it's a jet black finish, and it is coated multiple times in a, a dark. Uh, black stain and it's got a real nice shiny finish on it um they use ebonite stems on on dunhill pipes which is always really nice i'm a big fan of ebonite stems um and i I would recommend like if you're kind of shooting for this uh type of pipe a group two or a group three which is going to be kind of a small to medium-sized pipe bowl um you know something you could conceal you know relatively easily uh is it worth it you know that's for that's for everyone to discuss so uh dunhill's first uh the next i would mention uh, an Italian brand, uh, Costello, Co- Costello, Costello, uh, been around for years. We haven't talked about them much on the show, uh, but, uh, just an incredible, uh, hand, hand finished brand. Um, and, you know, again, kind of same, if, if you, as Dunhill is to, you know, Great Britain, Costello is to, you know, Italy, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, beautiful pipes. They're, uh, Perla Nera is the, uh, you know, kind of the one you might want to look at. Again, it's going to be around $500, but this would be your grandfather's pipe if your grandfather were from Venice and not New Jersey. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very simple, clean lined pipe, but yeah. you look at it and you're like, 
well, those are Italian pipes. I mean, that's an Italian pipe. The style is just going to be a little different. It's going to be some first generation briar right there. No, that's right. It's it's going to be you know kind of you know maybe some aggressive lines, but you know it's it's simple, um, which is really nice. So anyway, uh, I definitely would recommend those. Also on the uh, another favorite uh, of a higher end pipe, uh, the Savinelli, and of course I'm going to butcher this. The um, Gibelio. De Oro. <laughs> oh, snap. I've, I've never been able to say that. It's G-I-U-B-I-L-E-O. Jubileo. Jubileo uh, de, de Oro. Um, yes. And Jubileo uh, is Italian for Jubilee, and, and that is their highest end uh, production pipe from Savinelli. And so, um, you know, like less than 0.1% of the briar that goes through the Savinelli factory uh, makes it to the Jubileo uh, de Oro shelf because it's just, you know, they're that meticulous. This is um, their highest, you know, production machine-made pipe that they come out with. Uh, you know, so you compare it to a, a Costello or a, um, a Dunhill or something of that nature. Um, uh, you know, these are pipes that are super high grain. I really like for the dress kind of pipe, I, I really like the sandblasted version, which has a dark, mm. uh, rich stain. And uh, you can kind of compare it to a Dunhill shell briar. Um, something that uh, they're going to pay really close attention to the cross grain of that. So when they sandblast it, it'll have very distinct um, cross grain kind of wavy uh, blast lines on there, which I think is really attractive, especially on that dark, dark stain. Um, the shapes uh, I might point you to would be a 128 or a 313. Uh, the 128 is kind of a petite billiard. It's, it's just one of my favorite shapes that Savinelli makes right now. Um, and the 313, of course, we're all suckers for the, the print shape. Uh, just got a beautiful, elegant print. These are, um, you know, just very simple pipes, no ornamentation. There's kind of a nice little brass uh, dot on the top of each stem that uh, just makes it stand out. You know you're smoking something of quality. But the uh, Jubilio de Oro <laughs> is going to be anywhere from 500 to $900. And so, Whoa. you know, these are all expensive pipes. Yeah, these are not budget pipes. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I guess if you're the type that's going to get up and uh, dress up in tux uh, every weekend, then you could probably afford it. That's but, right. Uh, that's right. Know. Yeah, the, the closest I'll probably ever come, honestly, to owning a dress pipe yeah. is this... Uh, this this Dunhill, it's it's a shell briar right here I'm smoking. You can kind of see, too, Bo, just as I hold it up to the light, mm -hmm. this, the incredible ring grain that this pipe has. Um, you know, this pipe brand new, it probably, you know, would start around $450. Um, you know, I bought this off some schmuck for 100 bucks. So, um, you know, he, no, he's not a schmuck. He was very kind. But um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, if you catch them right, you can you can find them uh, at a good price point. But, um, you beauty. know, but, but anyway, something that's just got a really dark, nice stain, clean lines. Um, and, and a few options too, you know, if you want something that is considered a dress pipe, but isn't going to cost you $500, um, just a few options I thought I'd point out. Uh, Peterson has a, a beautiful, beautiful pipe. And, and it's something that we've never even had in the shop here. So I'm interested to, uh, learn more about it just as time goes on. But, um, it, it's the, it's the Killarney pipe, but it's the Killarney. Oh, Killarney. It's yes. the, it's the Killarney ebony pipe. Though. Oh, Killarney we, ebony pipe. Of the, course. Yeah. The, the Killarney pipe has been around forever, of course, but I, I, I'm not as familiar with the ebony version. Uh, the Killarney pipe, uh, is just a beautiful, rich, uh, red grain, almost, uh, kind of, kind of a crimson color. It's just really, 
really pretty glossy finish with a nice uh, ebonite stem. Ah, uh, like the color of my sweetheart's hair. That's right. <laughs> Except, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so you've got this, this Peterson that's normally like that. Well, they've got an ebony version, which is just a real glossy, uh, rich, syrupy black that's really nice. Uh, it's got two very elegant, small chrome bands that uh, kind of are right around the end of the shank right there. Uh, just looks really nice. And so you might go with like a 106, which is a billiard, or the 150, which is a straight bulldog. Uh, or, uh, you know, if you did want a bent version, maybe a B11, which would be the bent brandy. When did the the ornamentation come into play? Because you'd mentioned like starting yeah. out, it was very much like, you know, as black as you can get all the way through. Yeah, just real simple, details. no ornamentation. Yeah. So, so when did ornamentation start coming into play? Then? I don't know. I, I don't know. I You know, my guess is probably not long thereafter because yeah. people are always starting to, you know, trying to innovate uh, in different ways. But but I think with a dress pipe, you know, again, you're not looking for, you know, you're not necessarily pulling out your free hand. You sure. know, you're yeah, not yeah, pulling yeah. out your, uh, your you know, uh, Petter Jeppesen uh, hand carved, you know, that uh, has all the crazy lines that he's gone after to to accentuate the grain or whatever, you know, this is a, this is a very simple pipe. Yeah. You, 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 the goal for dress pipe from the sound of things, it's about coordination. You want to make yeah. sure that it fits the events and, and your style of dress and everything else, as opposed to if you go into the pipe club and you want to like show off, you That's know, right. something crazy and special and stuff. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So the Peterson Killarney Ebony is going to run you around one hundred and forty dollars. Oh, that's uh, much more in the price range of what I can afford. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Uh, the Chacombe Sandblasted uh, Pipe is also a good one. How's your French accent? Ha ha ha! Oui, yes, yes. The French. What, what is it? What is it called again? Uh, it's just the Chacombe Sandblasted. Chacombe. Chacombe. It's so lame. Oh, it's so wonderfully lame. Ha ha. So, so anyway, the Chacombe Sandblasted Pipe is just their sandblasted pipe. It's very simple. Um, they always have a nice uh, kind of rich black stain on there, uh, almost an ink, uh, dark ink black. It's really nice. Um, but, you know, it's a very uh, simple pipe. Uh, the band, it has a small silver band on there. Uh, and then, of course, their um, their emblem, the CC, is on the side of the stem. But other than that, it's, it's basically an entirely black pipe. Uh, real elegant, and um, those will run you about one thirty. Um, and then one other I'll mention, uh, the Stanwell Black Diamond. Uh, Stanwell, of course, uh, you know, a really old brand. We love Stanwell. We've sold them at the shop forever. Generally, you know, traditionally made in Denmark, but now uh, manufactured in, in Great Britain. And the Stanwell uh, Black Diamond, they have a, a kind of an oily charcoal finish. I don't know. It's it's kind of a, you can see some of the grain on it, uh, but it's still dark enough to, you know, just be a nice subdued, uh, clean looking pipe that uh, I think is very very confident. Um, and uh, anyway, you know, they come in just a variety of shapes, uh, as you can imagine. And those are going to be around one ten, which is a, a great price point for a Stanwell. We. Oui. <laughs> That's all I got, baby. Je ne sais quoi. I was trying to find my French accent. Uh, I, I missed all of that, but uh, it sounds. Very good. Uh, that's 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 not very good either. I think I think I went Swedish somewhere in there. I, th- I think you might have bork 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 bork. <laughs> Are there? Well, anyway, you know it is funny when you were starting out thinking about like dress pipes. You know, I hadn't thought about the idea of a a pipe. All right, made of dresses. However, 
uh, the idea of a dress made of pipes did enter yeah. into my mind. You know, I think about the uh, the Nording pipe that you'll be seeing uh, very soon here, which is completely made out of Nording pipes. See the oh, giant yeah. one you no, see? that's right. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if, if Nording uh, should also make a dress out, out of Nording pipes in the same fashion. Uh, and that could be the Nording dress pipe. <laughs> I think that would be really great. We should talk to Eric about that. You know, it is interesting. Like, like you know, I, I cannot imagine... Uh, you know, we, we've had so many people actually tweet in during the show. We'll get into it, uh, I'm sure, Just uh, and, and you're kind of pulling it up right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've had so many people tweet in with kind of their personal um, dress pipes that they own. I, you know, for me, it's hard to imagine a scenario, uh, shy of a, a few people's weddings that I can think of, where, where I would actually need a dress pipe. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand. And and as someone even pointed out, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, if you're going to a black tie event, mm. you know, who's going to let you smoke a pipe at a black tie event nowadays? You well, know? it depends. And so, you know, if you're outside, you know, hopefully there's a, you know, some kind of veranda or something that you can step out on and, uh, you know, or cocktail patio or something by the, maybe by, back by the gazebo uh, that you could kind of enjoy your pipe at. But, you know, you're not going to light up your pipe probably in someone's, uh, you know, formal dining room. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I, I do think of like, you know, Wait, if you can, un, un, for, sadly, but I mean, that's the case. If you can get yourself into like some of these like, like back room cigar lounge type of uh, situations, you know, everybody's wearing a tuxedo and then there's kind of a room in the back where all the, the guys are enjoying cigars and then you bust out your pipe. And, uh, you know, I think that there could be a scenario, but I mean, you have to kind of climb the social ladder. Yeah, climb so the ladder a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that we're high enough on there to get in those. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, you probably are. You supply the cigars for uh, <laughs> for, for all the uh, the the influencers. The movers, they'd let the me into white tables, I think. So I, I'd be in a tuxedo, but I'd be wearing the uh, the short sleeves. As you were scanning Twitter, <laughs> did you see some of the listeners and uh, and such and uh, some of their pipes that they mentioned? Uh, yeah, a few folks. Uh, let's see. We've got. Uh, looks like uh, Pappy Joe actually purchased his uh, at an antique street fair for three dollars. So he certainly didn't pay five hundred dollars for his. <laughs> Um, uh, kilted pipe guy says my dress pipe is actually bent, uh, a nice black Vermont freehand egg. It's a great smoker too. Um, we've got some folks requesting what an undressed pipe would look like, uh, which is kind of nice. Let's not meme that. Um, Let's not meme yeah, that. probably not wise. And, you could, uh, t- you could take another card. At- Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> and of course, uh, at cigar man smokes, uh, says my dress pipe is my Missouri Mearsham country gentleman, which, uh, of course, uh, makes our, one of our favorite sponsors happy. So absolutely. In fact, I was thinking based on, uh, that, that ringing endorsement, perhaps, we should throw out the script and make the country gentleman sponsor for this week's episode. <laughs> That's probably right. I mean, like, you know, think about it. We uh, we love uh, the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum and all the, the wonderful things that they have brought to the pipe world. And you know what? I think there is nothing wrong with having the country gentleman as your go-to uh, for, for when you want to represent. That is a fine, fine pipe. Uh, that is uh, carved, manufactured, and looks so beautiful, smokes so well. The country gentleman from Missouri Meerschaum. If you're looking for a good quality corn cob pipe, look no further. Uh, show of hands, how many of us own a country gentleman? How many of us own two? I own one. I own two. <laughs> <laughs> I love the country gentleman, man. It's, it is one of my favorite pipes, if not the favorite pipe of uh, of mine from Missouri Meerschaum. So check it out. Smoke your country gentleman this week. Uh, take a picture of it. Tweet it to us. We'll retweet it out. We love to show the folks at Missouri Meerschaum how much you love them for helping make this show happen. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Pipe question of the week. All right. Pipe question of the week this week. This actually comes in from Ryan. And he is uh, from uh, Huma, L.A., which I guess means Louisiana. Huma, Louisiana. Huma, Louisiana. Yep. Okay. Huma, Huma, Huma. Yep. All right. He says, uh, hey, fellas, I just tried Cornell and Deal's crooner for the first time, which is supposed to uh, supposedly based on Bing Cos- uh, Crosby's personal blend. A uh, key component to crooner is deer tongue tobacco. Upon opening the tin, the note is pretty unique. It was a mix between a sweet oatmeal-like sweetness, and herbal tea. When I smoked it, I noticed there was quite a nicotine kick and some of the, un- undel- and some of the underlying flavors matched the tin note. So, what are the processes for deer tongue goes through? What makes it so unique? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. And again, that is from Ryan in Louisiana. Uh, deer tongue tobacco. Yeah. Okay. What is... 
deer tongue tobacco. <laughs> well, deer tongue, it, it's actually not a tobacco. This is kind of fascinating. And a lot it's of a tongue. It, 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 it's a tongue. It is, it, it's a deer tongue. No, <laughs> it, it's actually herb. Uh, it's actually a, a, a plant uh, that is native to the East Coast, uh, Southern East Coast of the United States, uh, typically known as Carolina vanilla. Um, and and it, this is interesting. Of course, deer tongue is not uh, very used in tobacco blends as much as it used to be. Um, but it, it's an it's an herb. Uh, it's a it's a plant. And so um, you know, the, the Cornell Deal does market this as deer tongue tobacco. Um, you know, this is not. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure how they would define that. I'd be interested to talk to maybe our friend Jeremy at Cornell and Deal about, you know, what is deer tongue tobacco? Because you know, deer tongue is not a tobacco. They might be using a certain variety and maybe flavoring it with the essence of deer tongue or something like that. Yeah. But um, but deer tongue is, is an herb. It was used for uh, the, you know, majority of the 20th century. In a lot of old school blends, you had, uh, I think, uh, blends like Half and Half and uh, Granger, uh, you know, had had portions of deer tongue in there. Uh, the deer tongue is, uh, it kind of provides a sweet uh, vanilla minty flavor, it, depending on who well, you talk to. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting tobacco. So it's immediately very uh, recognizable. Um, it, some people uh, find it very distasteful. It's kind of a, I think some people find it kind of bitter. Um, and so it's a very polarizing ingredient, um, you know, for tobaccos. But um, it actually uh, is not commonly used anymore. You can find that uh, quote unquote essence of deer tongue in in tobaccos now and the reason for that is that you know the the deer tongue was actually um banned by the fda back in the early i think it was either the early 60s or the late 50s oh snap and it was banned by the fda in food products and so you had a lot of uh, tobacco blenders that since then have kind of uh you know shied away from it even though it's you know it's not a tobacco is not a food product obviously right um and so you know but you have had uh, blenders kind of shy away from it to be honest i'm not sure the legality of using actual deer tongue herb anymore in in tobacco why was it banned but well okay so apparently this the active ingredient in it is something called uh kumarin uh c o u m a r i n i think is how you spell that all right and and the kumarin it's it's what provides the the herb with such an incredibly strong distinctive flavor but it also apparently has a really harsh effect on your liver um, there's something really uh, tough that it does to your liver. And so uh, as a food additive, as a flavoring for uh, things like ice creams and candies, it was it was banned for that oh, reason. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah, And so, you know, a lot the pipe folks kind of, I think over the years have kind of taken a cue from that. Uh, but you can still get the essence of deer tongue and things. And I think that's what Cornell and Deal is, is doing here. Kind of so, going for that vanilla um, mint flavor. I think maybe that's kind of what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. So to, to be real honest, I don't want to mislead anyone, but I have not uh, smoked uh, the crooner tobacco from Cornell and Deal. So I can't, can't talk about it, um, you know, with personal experience, but um, something to keep in mind, you know, I, I would love to know if any of your other tobaccos, anyone that's listening, you know, uh, favorite tobaccos feature, you know, deer tongue and kind of what your perspective is on that. I think that's great. That's well, a great question. We really appreciate getting that in. Uh, yeah. So that's again from Ryan from Louisiana. If, uh, have you smoked any deer tongue flavored tobaccos? Let us know. We'd love to get your thoughts in. And yeah. Hey, what do you think about it? If you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. You can send it in to Country Squire Radio. Nope. At to show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick, Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right. 
All right, so these come in from the good folks at thispipelife.com. More on thispipelife.com in a moment. This is from Dutch X on either side. So X Dutch X, right? X Dutch X. Usernames. That's that's what you got to do. That's it, baby. All right, here we go. Digital versus analog. Uh, and that's all we get, just digital versus analog. G- generally speaking, digital versus analog, if I'm not mistaken, mate, this might be my background, but this is, uh, this is two technologies uh, that have, have kind of driven the, the cellular mobile world. Uh, your, your Nokia brick phone was on an an analog system. Okay. Your iPhone is actually past digital, but your first iPhone is on a digital system. Okay. Uh, well then I'm going to go with digital. (laughs) Now, if you're talking about a watch, like just a watch where it's like digital time, like a, like a, you know, you see the numbers spelled out or, you know, I I think of analog as being the, you know, the old hands, then I would have to go with that. I would have to go with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, but I mean, I, who uses a watch anymore, right? That that's interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I generally use analog as a as a bad bad word. If I if I get frustrated by the fact that someone's not progressing with the the technological times that we live <laughs> yeah. in, I get a little frustrated and be like, ah, oh, that's so analog. You, you, know? look, <laughs> you, you look at your sweet sweet little daughter and you're like, you were so analog no, today. No, no, no. no, if anything, man, these kids are way way beyond that. They're way too digital. <laughs> It might be something to that. Right. Single barrel versus single malt. Single malt. I'm a, I, you know, I, I love bourbon. Uh, I do love whiskey, but I'm a scotch drinker and I do love single malt scotch. Yeah. Look, I, I'm a big bourbon fan. Yeah. But I'm a bigger scotch fan. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right there with you as well. Yeah. All right. Chemical laced tobacco versus proper tobacco. Uh, I'm going to go with proper tobacco. Proper. Yeah. I don't even know why this is a question. I feel like that was almost kind of like a, he was teeing it up right there. Chemical lace tobacco. <laughs> Who's going to say I like that? that? Good stuff in it. Who's going to say yeah. that? All right, and uh, this is kind of a a, a general. Uh, he had a couple of questions that I decided to kind of merge into this one. Uh, romantic companionship or smoking your pipe? Ooh, can it be both? Oh, I do love my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> drops the mic i'm just saying I'm, we are very intimate well you know it, it depends on <laughs> depends on what 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 time in life you're in you know what i mean like you know right now i'm in this phase where like the kids are eating up a lot of time so uh i'm, I'm i gotta take the romantic companionship yeah, whenever that makes i can sense. Get. that makes sense i guess there are other other stages in life where you're kind of digging your briar uh maybe a little more than being around people but um I don't know. Don't we all kind of want romantic companionship a little more than any anything else? Like, in, 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 as far as a worldly sense goes, sure, you know? sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think most of us would want that. No, so, I, I think so. You know, I, I'd probably go with that. But, but I sure no, I love, no. Stick with your answer. Can it be I, both? I, I just... sure do love my pipe. <laughs> I sure do. Hands off. It man. is a romance. It is. It is. Ah, the romance of pipe smoking. All right, so there you go. Uh, quick fire questions. Thanks so much again. That was from uh, Dutch X or X Dutch X over on thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com, an amazing online community that we encourage you to be a part of. Why? Uh, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the forums where you can send in your quick fire questions there. We've got a thread. Uh, there's also great discussions. Pappy Joe actually mentioned during the live show tonight that uh, you know they've been discussing dress pipes over at thispipelife.com. Yeah, which is really cool. 
cool. Yeah, so enter in the discussion. The other thing too is it's a it's a website that's really big on visuals. So you get a lot of great pictures that come through of different pipes, different tobaccos. You know, they've got a lot of events that go on as well, just as part of the online community. You can also follow them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, This Pipe Life. Uh, find them at thispipelife.com. By the way, when you register, be sure to use the code CSR because when you do, it lets them know you heard about them on this podcast and it's a great way to help out this podcast. So again, thispipelife.com, use the code CSR when you register at thispipelife.com. Yes, sir. Your Your thoughts, your comments, comments. listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we got some listener feedback. First one in from Blue Dog. What does Blue Dog say? Blue Dog says, enjoy watching the CSR videos each Monday. Uh, Longtime pipe and cigar smoker, 40 plus years. The YT, PC, and shows like yours. YouTube pipe community. YouTube pipe community and shows like yours have introduced me to many more blends in the last several years that in my previous 40, uh, he didn't even know about. So uh, just wondering if you recall, back in the day, a blend called Flying Dutchman. Uh, yes, uh, I smoked it a lot in the 1970s and was wild, widely available over the counter and at K&B drugstores in the South. Wow, K&B drugstore. D- do you remember the K&B drugstore we Not had at Highland slightest. Village? It was at Highland Village. Uh-uh. I mean, it was right here. Wow, <laughs> my grandmother took me to the K&B, man. It was great. Um, so uh, anyway, I don't recall when it ceased to exist. I have tried a match from some online retailer, but it did not taste like what I remember, uh, probably due to a faulty memory or wrecked taste buds. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you remember such a blend? And if so, can you recommend something out uh, now that is similar? Uh, again, appreciate your efforts and time to entertain and educate all of us. Uh, and that is from Blue Dog. Uh, Blue Dog, man, thanks for thanks for the uh, comment and and question too. I, I I I know of Flying Dutchman. I don't know. I've never tried it, so I I can't uh, tell you. My guess is it was uh, Virginia, you know, Burley, maybe Cavendish. That you know, like so many of the great blends from the mid you know twentieth century. But um, you know, I just I just don't know. The Flying Dutchman was the ship of Davy Jones. If I'm I, I'm. I got that from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, so I don't know. Well, but but at the same time, they're they're <laughs> they do loosely base their their fiction on on you know pirate lore and Nordic or and uh, um uh, you know naval lore and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, but Pappy Joe might know actually. I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 yeah, percent sure. I, I don't know. I've actually never smoked Flying Dutchman, so I, I I really don't know. Well, I'm just I'm curious though if like you know there might be some connection there um, in terms of like rum, perhaps. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just. Throwing that out there. Uh, All right. We also got some uh, listener feedback in from Luke the Duke. What did Luke say? Luke said, hey, Bo and JD, I was listening to your podcast and subscribed to the radio channel because of it. I've been subscribed to the original Country Squire channel for a while now. Uh, Thank you for all that you do for the community. Best wishes from Kansas, Luke the Duke. Kansas. That's great. Man, Luke, thanks so much baby. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, if you uh, would like to send in some listener feedback, we love getting these in. We also love getting iTunes reviews. So if you've not done so already, head over to iTunes, write us a review. We'd love to read those on the show. Uh, We also want to encourage you to uh, support the show as well. Become a patron for just a dollar an episode. Uh, You get the full archive of content that is available at at patreon.com slash country square radio. Become a patron just a dollar an episode. You get that full archive. You can also join the club at $3 an episode on up. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got episode 200 right here on the horizon. It's going to be a live show. We want to encourage you, if you're in the area, if you want to travel down the area, maybe you have not made your pipe pilgrimage yet. (laughs) We want to encourage you. This is the time. 200. That only comes like once. I'm pretty sure. Once every... 
Ever. 200. Well, ever. Yeah. <laughs> the next time it'll be 400 and yeah, it won't count. It won't count because who cares about 400? But 200, man, that's the one right there. So uh, If so, you put up with me 400 times, you definitely deserve a medal. Oh, I, I tell you what, I'll buy you a medal. I'll buy you a medal. Speaking of which, aren't you supposed to get a medal? No. No, you're not getting a medal? No. Oh, okay, all right. No. I'm sorry, sorry. Source, source subject, source subject. My bad, my bad. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we got a lot of great stuff. Again, uh, uh, JD will actually be in Chicago for the Chicago Pipe Show. Y'all see him, take selfies, say hi, uh, and yes, be sure to keep up with him. You can follow us. You can follow the show at Squire Radio. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. All that information and more can be found at your convenience at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, it's been a uh, night fraught with technical issues that have uh, thrown us off. But I think all in all, we got we, we had a pretty good show. I know I we learned had, a lot We tonight. had good friends, good tobacco, good whiskey, and uh, and we clobbered it, man. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Or it, it did it, not clobber us. Yeah, no, we, 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 something was clobbered, but it wasn't us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> I'm just uh, enjoying uh, enjoying this pipe. I kind of feel like I needed to uh, need to go put on my tuxedo. I like that. You know, it's, yeah. it, it is interesting because uh, unintentionally, I actually did post out a picture of a, I think, a dress pipe on Facebook earlier yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, that that pipe right there. I think that qualifies as a dress pipe. Yeah, I think that's a that looks like a brebia. I actually. can't figure out. Is what that it your is. pipe? Bro? No, I've been looking for yeah, this I pipe think, for years. I think that's a brebia. Actually, I, I think I, I think I know that exact pipe. Ooh. Yeah. All right, we'll have to talk about that. Isn't that something. Wait, until then, let's go have a night. Y'all have a good night. See ya. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. 
head to Hero.co to shop today.